Welcome to Karate in the Garage. I'm Corey Culp. I'm Freddie Wolf. Uh, I'm going to do the whole episode like this. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk like this the whole episode. Because sound like the grizzly cop of the of the 80s. Yeah. Because they never talk like that if they're buddy cops, right? No. No. <laughs> hey, it's September still. It is. We're midway point of September. And um, we just uh, dropped a, a Curse of the Weeping Woman. Yes, Yorena. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see how long this lasts for. So yeah, tomorrow is September 19th. That means that today is September 18th. Sort of. Yes, yeah, sort of. <laughs> oh, shit. Hey, uh, so <laughs> I'm going to let you go ahead and we're going to start. It's going to be a very uh, uh, Bill Freakin-esque episode. Sure, man. Because on tomorrow, the 19th, the 4K for The Exorcist is finally coming out. Yeah, that's going to be a good one. Yeah. I wonder if it's this, if it's probably got the same stuff. I, I, the one I have, I think the last one I bought was, was the one Warner was putting out those cool ones with, you know, they had excerpts from books in them. <laughs> right. I think that's the one I have, which has all of the versions on it, which I only watched the original. It's weird. Like when I only watched that theatrical release when I, uh, I I've never watched the spider walk. I mean, I've seen that stuff, but I haven't seen, I've it, seen it in yeah, the movie, right? I, don't, I mean, I, I've well, I saw it. I saw it when they re, when they released it. it. Was like it was like twenty years ago when they released it. Mm-hmm. But I've never cared enough to watch it again. I just like the original, man. Right. I, I can't even say the last time I even seen the original because it's one of those ones where I like. I find what, I find you're a heretic fan. You're an exorcist too guy. It is. I I just get <laughs> I just drop some edibles and then watch the heretic because. Uh, but I'll say yeah, this: it's got Richard Burton in it. I I, I can almost guarantee though that taking some edibles and then watching Heretic is going to be more entertaining than what David Gordon Green is going to be dropping with those fucking Exorcist three you know sequels or whatever the fuck they want to call them. Uh, you know. Yeah, man. I mean, I have no interest in that shit. No, it it when I saw the the trailer for it, I shouldn't say I didn't saw a trailer for it. it. I didn't stupid, see the trailer, dude. It looks like a looks like a fucking TV series. It looks hey, but the Exorcist TV series was good. This 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 does does right. not this doesn't look good. Nothing about it looks good. Yeah. Anyway, I, so I, I only saw just, it once. Yeah. <laughs> but let's talk about Freakin's no, Exorcist. No, we can talk about Freakin's Exorcist because it's it's fucking awesome. And like I said, I haven't seen it in a long time, but. I I have to say though, um, I probably have seen Exorcist three more than I've seen Exorcist. And yeah, I was gonna say the same thing. I, I and I think that's probably because I was nineteen or twenty when it came out, and right. I saw it in a theater, and I just and it was I don't know, maybe it was just more accessible back in the day. But I love them. I love one and three. I, I think that one. I probably yeah. I probably seen the third one just because there's so much about the third one. Yes, you have your you, you have your supernatural, and you got your devil. You got all that all that stuff is still there. You got Patrick Ewing as an angel, <laughs> just brilliant, if you will. Yeah, <laughs> Georgetown man, come on, yeah, dude. Um, but of course, my dad, my dad would make jokes about it. He so is it called Georgetown because George C. Scott's in it? My dad, stop. You know, you know better than that. I mean, that's not stop a dad, it. <laughs> dad. No, but I, I think one of the reasons why I find it so intriguing is. It's it's got a it's got a, a mystery about it. It's not just the 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 devil aspect of it, you know, the or the possession aspect of it. There's so much more to it. 
it's far. It's I mean, it's a nice rebound from <laughs> from Heretic. That's Dude, for sure. Honest, honestly, I don't even know if I've ever seen Heretic. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, I imagine I saw it on VHS at one point, but mm, I, I can't remember a fucking thing about it. It was definitely Except in for fourth, maybe Richard Burton's in it, right? Yes. Yeah. I just I always remember the the terrible overlays that they do. <laughs> yeah, I don't even remember. Oh my god, it's so bad. It's so I bad. Think I, I think I always mix that and the Omen two up. I've seen the Omen two several times. Oh yeah, but not the Heretic. Yeah, but but home. The great thing with the Omen two is it doesn't suffer from the shit. The it doesn't suck. No, it does not suck. <laughs> it, the thing. How does it differ? It doesn't suck. It doesn't suck. <laughs> I got to say, though, there's a steelbook for The Exorcist. It's a Best Buy exclusive, and it's one of my favorite moments in the entire movie. But the, the standard 4K one just has Reagan with her hair, with her head back, just with the, the white scleral lenses on her. She's not really fully taken over yet. But the one in the steelbook is pretty dope. That's a, that's a great shot. But I think with I think about what we think about The Exorcist is that it's, one of my favorite stories, I should say this, one of my favorite stories about The Exorcist doesn't, wasn't even me watching it. It was listening to my dad tell me how he would scare the shit out of my mom walking from uh, back to the car after they saw the movie at the Pepper Tree. <laughs> back when it was a first release, first run movie. And, you know, you know man, just like all the way back to the car and just scare the shit. My mom will refuses to watch the movie. She's only seen it once that one time. And she refuses to watch it again because my dad messed with her so much. Damn <laughs> Damn why you do this to me? Damn Damn <laughs> Dude, yeah. I, I, I love the I shit know, out of it. But how come they haven't? I, look, I'm just going to say this. They've never made a movie scarier than that. I mean, I, I haven't seen anything that scares me, but that movie still scares me when I watch it now. Yeah. And it gives it, me like weird dreams. It, it, it do think about, about the about the movie too is when you start hearing about all the shit that happened on set and when you know all that stuff that goes with it. Yeah. It goes, it goes beyond that fake heart attack bullshit that happened in Westwood when the movie opened, right? It goes, it goes beyond that because there's, I mean, there's a full fucking book about this wacky shit that happened on that show. And dude, I remember when Reagan starts peeing on the floor, dude, I freaked out when I was a kid. I yeah. Like, what the fuck is going on here? I don't I mean, know why that bothered me. It just was so weird, dude. Well, because you never see anybody just, just start pissing out of nowhere. No. And then when you're little too, I mean, I gotta say, man, I, I at that point I hadn't seen any girls like peeing in front of me before, <laughs> so no, no I I want to say I was pretty young when I saw that. Okay. I must have been like ten. I was about that. I was about nine or ten ish, something yeah. like that. I thought I could handle it. <laughs> Such, yeah, and it scarred you, but it's yeah, it fucking crazy. I I think that there's times when I've watched the movie as an adult. Or sorry, when I was in my twenties, <laughs> I'll just, I don't, I would never, I would never compliment myself that way and say that I was an adult in my twenties. But I think what, what damages me when I watch it again is that, that guttural feeling that you have when you, when you saw it the first time, it, I, I instantly go back to being nine, 10 or whatever I was when I saw it. It movie's movie fucked up, dude. The moment that they, the movie starts and they're in, in Iran and they're in the whole dig, dude. It's like, it like literally it sets the tone for me. And I'm like, the, the movie bothers me on many levels from it, that first moment. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, um, 
It's this. It's everything. It's the score. It's all of it. Yeah, I, I don't. You know, it's, it's funny. It's, like it's the most effective horror movie there is. Period. You're, there's. There's. You don't fucking laugh. It's nope. straight horror. I can't tell you. Even the, my most favorite horror movies that I've seen are they're they're sort of steeped in real in, in, in real life, but not really. This is just fucking real. And even well, forty years later, it's still fucking real 50 yeah. years excuse me 50 years later. i mean <laughs> what i would say is even if you take another movie from that time that was considered scary by the devil like when i watch rosemary's baby i laugh at stuff yeah now i mean maybe always i don't remember but like now you know there's moments where i laugh and i remember seeing it in a theater a few years ago um maybe i'm trying to remember what it was it was one of the cities i was working in maybe it was new orleans but anyway and people laughed out loud in Rosemary's Baby. <laughs> yeah, it's... At things, I guess maybe it's to break the tension, but there's no tension breaking in The Exorcist. No. No. And I think about Rosemary's Baby is really that reveal. Once you've got the reveal, it's kind of like, okay. Um, great performances all around, but the the book reads so differently since we were just talking about books and, and uh, adaptations recently. I really find that it, it's, it's more effective in book form. But Exorcist... Just there's just something about it. It's, the feeling is visceral. I mean, it doesn't matter if I if, again. I haven't I haven't watched it in decades because I, I it's one I I feel like I don't I don't want to say I don't really need to see it. I I'm concerned about watching it again. I know it sounds it sounds silly, but that that's how effective the movie is. I'm like I can watch parts of it here and there, but it's just too real. And again, I, maybe I saw it too young. <laughs> I don't know, man, but it's uh, it, it'll fuck you up, man. If you see it, some movies you see them too young. That's one of them, dude. I, I mean, I know people now who haven't seen it, and they're like, "Oh, should I watch it?" I'm like, ah, "I don't know, man." I mean, uh, how how what, how what are you with um, being terrified? <laughs> exactly. What is your mental fucking state? The the moments in there that everybody knows the Stana stuff, the things that have been spoofed. I mean, when we covered the, scary, like, like Reagan peeing and Scary Movie Two. <laughs> yes, <laughs> when you see Scary Movie Two, and there's that, and uh, well, even um, Repossessed. Same way, they kind of. I mean, the whole movie is based around goofing on this movie in particular. Um, it's there. It's it's more of a nervous laughter you get out of me more than than the, the I've like genuinely genuine laughs because uh, it's it makes you nervous because the, the the spoofy exorcist moments is almost like you're i don't know it's such an effective movie that when i see somebody spoofing it the, the like the big moments of the movie it's hard to kind of digest because it's it's a it's rough dude it's it's the most realistic horror movie there is period i'll just say that fuck your cannibal yeah. holocaust and all that shit you can't possibly relate to what happens to those people in Cannibal Holocaust? You can't. Nah. This is relatable on so many levels. And single mom, all, I mean, just there's a whole bunch of shit across the board that the book even covers too. But the, out of all the Freakins movies, this is the one I don't turn to a lot because it's, it's that effective, which I guess that's probably the best compliment you can give that movie is that it's too effective, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I guess, is that what it is? Anyway, yeah. <laughs> uh, let, let's go back. Let's go on to Freakin. And let, let's say The Exorcist will be out. Buy it or don't yeah. at your own risk. <laughs> right. Um, and the reason why it's a freaking esque episode is something that you did yeah, man. just this weekend. 
Uh, And also, you can go on Wednesday, if you're in L.A., uh, to the Aero Theater, and you can sit and enjoy to live and die in L.A. on a big screen as it's meant to be. And man, I have to tell you, seeing it Friday night with my buddy Keith, who hadn't seen it in at least 20, 25 years, he said. Mm -hmm. Um, But the things, here's the thing. So, you know, they always ask. Uh, you know, how many times, how many people are here for the first time? And l- literally half of the room raised their hand. So it was kind of crazy. And then the other half, I feel like was full of a bunch of people I knew from, <laughs> from 20 years ago. Yeah. Uh, producers, just a lot of familiar faces, people I had seen who probably ought to pay their respects to Billy and who probably hadn't seen the film. And, you know, there was one guy, you know, he kept saying it out in the, in the lobby when we were standing out there, 38 years, 38 years. Can you believe 38 years? But anyway... <laughs> So the, but the movie, man, the movie plays really well. And it's, it's interesting because I would say that the majority of the people who hadn't seen it before, obviously were all probably 40 and under, I would say, I would imagine if I'm being, you know, just guessing, but there were things that people laughed at, which I, you know, I not having seen the movie with the crowd for a long time wouldn't laugh, but they are things that are funny that some of, some of chances lines, you know, some of the things that he says to Ruth, um, you know, and there are, there are moments of humor in it, which when you're watching it by yourself or whatever, you know, for the hundredth time on Blu-ray or whatever, right. you, you don't necessarily <laughs> laugh at those things anymore. But when you're sitting with a room of people, half of them who haven't seen it, who are also probably were two or not born when the movie came out, right? <laughs> you know, it, it was a good time and you could, you know, people gasping at the right moments and people being genuinely shocked at things that happened in the movie. Like, you know, the opening sequence, um, you know, as soon as the music starts up, the dun, dun, you get that first, like, you know, a bit of baseline from uh, To Live and Die in L.A. and the motorcade and everything. And, you know, they show up at the tower and through that whole opening, the, the cold open. Till you, and then the next thing, you know, you're standing on a bridge and, you know, the guy's about to jump. And, you know, <laughs> it's it, the moments, you know, and you could feel the energy in the crowd. And it was really cool. You know, and when Jimmy Hart gets shot out there, you know, and Defoe wastes him out there at the uh, after that super cool... Uh, counterfeiting, um, which do the counterfeiting sequence, I mean, mm-hmm. dude, and they had the sound dialed in. It's been, you know, 38 years since I'd seen it in the theater like that. Um, mm-hmm. I may have seen a screening of it one or somewhere along between there, but I don't ever remember the sound as good as it was last night since right. the first time I'd seen it. Right. You know, when, when Jimmy Hardy got shot, you know, you don't, they'd already set up that whole nice thing and, and, you know, and everybody kind of knows it's coming, but you're just never ready for it when he does get shot, you know, when right. he's prowling through that dumpster <laughs> looking for those poker, <laughs> looking for that bag of money. But it was nice to hear, you know, and, and just to feel the energy of the people in the theater Do, during the car chase is dead silent. And it literally, you could feel the tension in the room. Dude. It was like the room was collectively holding their breath through most of it. And it was <laughs> fucking awesome. You know, and when they uh, when they finally get away and he jumps over the other side and the truck starts to jackknife it slide and it all just goes into shit, you know, and the news lady says, there's a minor pole. Dude, people cheered. It was fucking great. Right. It's one of those movies that I've seen three times in the theater, but it's been 20 years easy. And I think I saw... I saw it last, maybe at New Art, and it was a, and it was a DCP, but it's not the DCP that you saw. The DCP you saw was oh yeah, I'm, I'm almost betting it was struck off definitely that f- struck off that 4K. Yeah, which is yeah. tremendous. Um, like I've already spouted about, I was super bummed <laughs> that I couldn't go. So when you sent me a picture, like and said how fast you got down there, I was checking. I'm like, oh, shut up, Arrow. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Just taunt me, Arrow. 
we again just talking about what the extra says. I don't Freakin's movies are just so well, dude, there's a visceral, uh, just, yes. there's, 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 there's some French connections the same way. So, right. uh, French connections, cruising, dude. Like yeah. when you think about the best of his film, I mean, even the movies that aren't considered his best, right? Like mm-hmm. they all have it though. Like the Brinks job sorcerer, dude, come on. I mean, they're, you know, he just lived in a different place as a filmmaker, I think. Right. I, I, I agree. There's something, yeah, there was something special about about everything that he did. Even the stuff that, you know, you wouldn't go, you'd be like surprised subject-wise that it was a freaking movie. Oh, yeah. No, it's like, no, I always find like they're, they're all great, but those ones that you're kind of like, oh, I didn't know he did that. And then Dude, you watch it, you're like, you know. I'm going to throw out just a shout out, you know. Uh, I'll just, you know, I don't, I don't want to go too in detail of to live in LA, but you know, uh, it is playing Wednesday, uh, at the arrow, I think seven thirty again. So if you are in LA and you, and you haven't seen this movie in a theater in a long time or ever, you really should try to get a ticket. I mean, there was one, the, the, the seat immediately to my right was empty. And I think it was the only empty seat in the whole place. Mm, yeah. It doesn't surprise you know? me. That's that. That's the thing is too. This is the first, right. This is the first screening of it. Uh, as far as like a big screening. Oh since, yeah. Since it's, since it's yeah. passing. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And anything about the arrow, the arrow doesn't, you know, they don't pussyfoot around. I know we take shots out of them and stuff, but it's about no, the park. Dude, it's like, about the parking <laughs> more than yeah, anything. Yeah, no, it is, and it, and I have to say, I think I told you yesterday or last night that the easiest parking ever for me at the Arrow. I was like, <laughs> holy shit! And it took me forty five minutes. It probably took me less time to get there than it would to the LF three. And the only reason it all happened that way is just to mock me because I, I was because sure. I didn't go. Yeah, it's because you didn't go. Because I didn't go. But dude, they they do it right there at the Arrow, and they, I gotta say, man, the Arrow. And I always forget this until I'm sitting in it. It's a very comfortable theater, man. Oh yeah, for, especially for a retro theater. The seats are good. Yeah. Um, the screen is good. Uh, you know, we got great seats. We got there, you know, early enough that we we literally were sitting halfway down. We're right in the middle of the room, you know, mm-hmm. between the screen and the back doors, and dead center. Back door. Back door, baby. Backdoor. Yeah. I mean, right in the right in the zone. And, uh, you know, I mean, God, dude, the movie played so, and it's just, yeah, I don't know. It's one of my fucking favorite movies ever. I mean, I'll just ramble on and on about it, but I'm not going to do that, uh, because everybody knows it. Uh, it, it was great. Like I said, to see it with, to see it with people again, and also just people who had never seen it was, it was actually really, you know, special. Right. And it's also, you know, the fact that Billy's no longer with us. And I think this is the first one of his movies that I've, uh, you know gone out to see since, you know, since his passing, obviously. I mean, right. I wanted to go see Sorcerer, but I just, you know, it wasn't, uh, wasn't in the cards yesterday. Right. Good times. Yeah. Like, like you said, I mean, and visually like the, the print and the sound, I mean, for me more than the, you know, cause I could watch it on VHS and be happy, but the sound, holy shit, man, that, that, that soundtrack thumps, dude. And that's the thing too, is like, you know, it's funny because half those kids in there don't know who Wang Chung is. <laughs> or if they do, they just know him from the Everybody Wang Chung video, which, right. you know, as we all know, came after this. The thing I was most bummed about was that Billy wasn't there at right. the end of the night, you know, after the film to, you know, to ask questions too. But I mean, dude, look, Peterson's fantastic in it. Defoe is fantastic. And there's not a bad performance in it. Pankow, all of them. 
Right. And, and the, in the physicality these guys fucking acted with, I mean, Peterson's doing a lot of his own stunt. Dude, when he's chasing that guy across the trestle and he jumps and tackles him, that's Peterson doing it. it it's right. not a stunt, man. When they're kicking each other in the balls <laughs> and <laughs> smacking right. each other, that's them doing it. That's the actors doing it. Right. It's a time in movies that doesn't exist anymore, right? I mean, the car chase, what I noticed about the car chase is how real and visceral, dude, I mean, literally, and, and it, it, dude, they're, they're running those cars at full speed. There is no way on earth in this day and age you are ever getting a car that close to a moving train again. <laughs> no. <laughs> nope, not going to happen. I mean, I was literally like, holy fuck, dude. And I, I was sitting there holding my breath, sweating, and I've seen the damn thing a million times. So, you know, it's a movie that definitely, it, it still delivers the goods and, you know, uh, and it really, yeah, it's a fun thing. So if, if you're in LA on Wednesday, you know, try to go to see it. I mean, there's only a limited number of seats, but you know, if you can get one and you want to see this movie, this is the way to see it. You talk about Peterson and Tom Defoe and they're, I mean, they're great and, and they're like everybody is in it. But you mentioned Pankow, and I have to tell you, <laughs> I, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I mentioned we were watching episodes again on Showtime. And watching him play Merc on that show, it's simply a Vukovic is like, I can't get past that when I watch the show where he's just oh, no. this TV, you know, a hot head honcho piece of shit. And it's like, I can't get past. I mean, to me, it's just like, I chuckle because I'm not laughing because he says, well, he says funny things in it, but I'm not laughing at how funny he's being. I'm laughing at how the the complete opposite character that he's playing in this as opposed to him playing Avukovic in, in, in to live and die. Like he's, he's super funny dude. and just in general, but he's, that's the part that's funny. He's a great actor. And I, and I really think he doesn't get a fair shake because people look at him as a comedy guy, whether it's mad right. about so, you or yeah. like, it's funny because yeah. most people, I heard somebody say, Oh, it's the guy from mad about you. <laughs> I was like, Oh yeah, I guess I forgot about that. Cause <laughs> right. I never really watched mad about you. And when we, and at first I was like, that's not Paul Reiser. And I'm like, Oh yeah, I guess he was on mad about you. Right. Yeah. 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 But Panko's great in it. Yeah. I mean, across the board, dude, there's not a bad, Dean Stockwell's good no. in it. Uh, Robert Downey yeah. senior. Um, yeah. you know, they all turn in great. Turturro, you know, and the late great Steve James as Jeff, the guy who fucks up the hit. <laughs> what are you doing in my crib, man? Um, but yeah, it's all good. One quick thing about Freakin, we always talk about Freakin's movies. You know, it's a movie we don't ever th really throw out there that doesn't get, and not that it doesn't get love, but we just don't really ever, I, I think we're just so busy. There's so many of them, but I just watched it uh, a few weeks ago because it was on Pluto. <laughs> Killer Joe. I love Killer Joe, dude. Fuck that movie's fucking wicked, dude. That's I that's mean, a harsh it, little movie, that, man. That's a harsh movie, and I'm like going, yeah. That's not if you haven't ever seen a Billy Freaking movie before, don't start there. Yeah, don't start there, man. <laughs> don't start there. I tell you to start with The Exorcist before I tell you to start with that. Yeah, but yeah. Killer Joe's rough. Yeah. Uh, well, I have to tell you. Speaking of the Arrow, uh, Beyond Fest tickets went on sale last week. That they did. Arrow's one of the big three, Regency Village, and our, our favorite Los Feliz three is uh, the third in the trio there. Still haven't reopened the Egyptian yet, so that's still not being included as part of Beyond Fest. I only cared about one event. You only cared about one event, and we both got what we wanted. <laughs> so Yeah, right? I'm, I'm taking Joey for the 10th anniversary of Pacific Rim, and Del Toro is going to be there to uh, do a Q&A afterwards. And you got what? Tickets, yeah, for Manhunter, Speaking man, with uh, Michael Mann Q&A. <laughs> Speaking of William Peterson, and look, the reason I got it is because it's Peterson. Uh, you know, it's the one-two punch. punch. Um, and it's, again, it's at the Arrow. So 
but yeah, I mean, literally it was the only thing that really did anything for me. I mean, I, I did you see the thing I sent you earlier? Like, uh, uh, with the Cameron thing. Yeah. The best, you know, and you know, I, how I love the best, but I was like, oof. Yeah, I don't know. What would I ask Jim Cameron? <laughs> no, and that's and that was. <laughs> hey, man, was this a test run for Terminator Two? Yeah, it, feel cheated. It sold out before anything else. It sold out like way before anything else. When I got my tickets, by the way, uh, in typical Beyond Fest fashion, it was a shit show. Oh Doesn't yeah, doesn't matter dude. if you do it through Fandango or if you do it through smaller services. Uh, Someone made a great suggestion going forward. Hey, how about this? How about you release them in blocks? Because these things run for two weeks. Why would you shove all shows all at one time? Yeah, because you know what's going to happen. If I don't, if I can't make it, I'm going to sell my tickets. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm going to scalp them. No, I'm just kidding. Don't do that. No, no, come on. He, he wouldn't do that. he just give them away. No. Uh, yeah, I totally, I totally I'll give them, I'll give them away to a <laughs> listener. The only thing I was kind of bummed about was I was trying to get tickets for to bring Sergio along with us because I don't know if I've mentioned this on the show before, but sir, that that classic Pacific Rim one sheet that is Sergio's artwork. Sergio Grisante uh, handled it, so, right? So I was kind of like, we were we were we were both like Joey were coming out of our bum because we wanted to see it with him and he knows what a, he enjoys the movie quite a bit too. But unfortunately, two ticket limit per show, which kind of was a drag, but. Yep. But when I got my tickets, it was 50 minutes into the sale. That's how many, that's how, and again, because when Del Toro does an appearance, it, it, it sells out right away. I was surprised as anybody, I got frustrated and it would, you know, bad gateways, it would, you know, time out and all of a sudden there was a, people across the board were having troubles like that, no matter what the show was, they're having trouble. And then Beyond Fest was announcing, oh, this, yeah, on Twitter, this, this show sold out, this show sold out. But the tickets were still available. So my concern, and you know what my concern is, did you oversell? Yeah. And uh, yeah, I don't want to get down to the arrow to find out <laughs> that you, you oversold. You in line to see if you're getting yeah, in. Yeah, nonsense, yeah. right? So anyway, so, but yeah, Beyond, Beyond Fest, if you guys happen to be in town, there are some free shows. Some of them are still, still available and they're not totally void. <laughs> like when we saw, um, I think the last time I went to a Beyond Fest show was when South of Heaven premiered and we saw that at, at the LF3 and yeah, in 2021. Yeah. And I, those were free tickets and I was able to get six for that. So what the hell? Yeah. Right. I, it's so weird. Like, but I mean, I think I, there are still some things on there, but I'm like, you know, there's just nothing that, uh, just nothing that really sparked me to like want to run down there even for free. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, uh, you know, I, there's not really anything, uh, except for, you know, man, <laughs> <laughs> which is, um, uh, 35 years old, maybe. Right. Yeah, it'll be like the William Peterson. Uh, you know, dude, if they could just figure out a way to show Young Guns too, uh, it'd be like the trifecta, man. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, Young Guns too. Or perhaps Cousins with uh, Bill Peterson and uh, Sean Young. Cousins. Oh my gosh, Cousins, right. <laughs> to me a second to process yeah, that. the Joel Schumacher yeah. film. <laughs> of course yeah, it's man. Joel Schumacher. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> It's actually one of my favorite Joel Schumacher movies. Yeah. I dude, it's got Ted Danson in it. And you know what you know what I like to say about Ted Danson? Ted Danson makes everything better. Um, yeah. I mean he's no Dabney Coleman, but Well that's true. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, is there anything you've seen Ted Danson and you didn't like him in? No. Yeah. Uh well, what's, there you go. what's the other one? Dad? Is it Dad? Dude, with him and Jack Lemon? Yeah. 
Yeah, dad's good. Cousins. What was okay, what a was, fine mess? Okay, right. What was the shit? What's the okay? It wasn't. What was Who's what's the one with um, Don Amici where he's like he's got dementia. folks, right? For for folks, yeah. With uh, Tom Selleck, yeah, Tom Selleck, yeah. I couldn't remember who the who the son was. Yeah, Drew, that movie broke because when yeah. that, when I saw that for the first time it was when we found out my grandpa had been diagnosed with Alzheimer's. So I was like, I'm like laughing one moment, and then all of a sudden I'm like, oh fuck, now I know what this is about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dude, those are those are rough. Those are rough. Uh, those late, rough movies. Those late eighty movies are nothing in common. Another one. Oh, dude, that moment Memories where, of where, me. Where, where Tom Hanks looks down and sees his ankles, his feet. Oh, I know it's terrible. Oh man, Memories of Me is another one, dude. Billy Crystal and Alan King. And, that, and that's the thing, dude. Like when you see that movie too, and you see Alan King, I don't think I don't. I didn't really thought much of Alan King, and I saw that movie, and I was like, dude. Yeah, there was some serious, you know, uh, estranged father bullshit going on in the late 80s <laughs> and it was uh not one of those was a was a an enjoyable ride from the standpoint of uh, of it being totally unrelatable it was too relatable that was i think that was probably the bigger problem with it those movies yeah Oof. well it seems like you know here's the thing if you you were either making that movie or you were making a movie with george burns and charlie schlater or you know about old people being young again those were the two those that was the that, that's the last half of the 80s right Right. Right. You know, you got, you were either like doing body switching comedies <laughs> or you were doing these heavy, like, uh, you know, strained, uh, relationship, you know, right. open wound movies. Right. <laughs> Distant Thunder with John Lithgow and, um, Ralph Macchio. <laughs> no, is that what, no. What is that movie called? Do you know what I'm talking about? Which one's it called? Was it? It's with, uh, is it called Distant Thunder with Ralph Macchio and, um, and Lithgow? I think that's what it's distant called. Distant Thunder. It, distant Thunder or yeah. something like that. John Lithgow stars as, and Ralph Macchio co-stars. I love that. John Lithgow stars and Ralph Macchio co-stars as his son. Their uneasy reunion accidentally sparks war-haunted violence and they share a harrowing fight for survival that will yes. destroy them or unify them forever. Rick Rosenthal directed. Wow. Yeah, I mean it. It fits the mold, but it doesn't fit the mold. <laughs> I mean, that, I mean, since I saw Rosenthal, I had no idea he'd done this. I know him from doing Bad Boys and in the uh, Halloween Two, right? The sequel. Yeah. So it's yeah. it's weird for me to see that guy's name come up in in any other context but those two movies. Wow. Just yeah, man. Thunder. Well, there you go. There you go, everybody. There's a movie that you should go out and try to find. Try to find Distant Thunder with John Lithgow and Johnny Cade himself, Ralph Macchio, right. the Karate Kid. Right. Uh, well, I mean, that's it, man. Actually, yeah, that's all I got. We had we had a little bit of a tech issue, so we probably this is probably an extra big fat episode now <laughs> because sure. of it. Stupid tech. Stupid. Stupid tech. Shut up. Freeway. Shut up, shut or whatever up, you're called. Shut up, Riverside. <laughs> Riverside, Riverside Freeway. <laughs> I hope to fix this bullshit. Anyways, if you want to follow the show on uh, on socials, it's at Karate Pod on Twitter, Letterboxd, and Instagram. Patreon.com slash Karate Pod on Patreon, obviously. And you can follow Corey on Insta at Culprit97 and Letterboxd at Corey underscore Culp. If you'd like to follow me, you can follow me at Rock and Roll 33 on your Instagram, or you can follow me at Al Del Vecchio at uh, <laughs> Letterbox. That's Al Del Vecchio <laughs> at Letterbox.com. Chachi! Uh, yep, 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 y